0: What percentage of your income should you be spending on groceries, gas, housing expenses, or even vacation?
1: You'll hear a lot of people out there telling you what percentage of your income you should use for certain things, but those percentages just don't work. Keep listening to learn why. Welcome to the Wallet One Podcast. Each week we take a look at a different piece of the personal finance puzzle. I'm Jonathan Texera,
0: and I'm Amanda Texera. We're your guides on your journey to getting out of debt, building wealth, and changing the world through generosity. Here we go. Oftentimes when people find out what we do for a living, they typically follow it up with a question. How much should I be spending on this, that, or another thing? What percentage of my income makes sense for that? Is this percentage too much or too little? And a lot of times we see this popularized on the blogosphere we see it out there in a listicle make sure this percentage belongs to this and this percentage is what you're doing over here and we're here to tell you that it's just more there's too much to the picture to just throw out some general percentage Mm -hmm.
1: budget percentages are busted
0: yes and we'll talk about a couple of them that we will talk about Mm -hmm. with our folks that we um teach in our academy but why there are more guidelines and guardrails than they are hard and fast
1: rules mm-hmm.
0: and so that's what we're going to dissect here in this episode
1: today yeah and the problem with budget categories
0: percentages it, sorry yes
1: you definitely <laughs> need budget <laughs> categories You do. those are very good half those the problem with trying to just assign a, a percentage to them across the board is that it's asking the wrong question. What percentage for whatever is the wrong question? It is, at its ground level, is a misunderstanding of budgets and Mm. how they work. It's thinking that there is some magic, perfect budget out there that someone has discovered and someone is using and they are doing better with their finances than me because they have the right percentages plugged in. It's, It's on the right financial harmonic level these budget percentages and if i could only know what percentage they're spending on groceries my life would be so much better i wouldn't have to figure (laughs) it out i would know it works and that's not how budgets work there's not this one size fits all thing
0: there isn't but that is the temptation and when we started getting into personal finance years ago back in 2011 when we were creating our first budget. Mm -hmm. I remember we were testing out various softwares and one in particular that we ran into wanted you to kind of create this mythical unicorn one and done budget Mm -hmm. that it superimposed then to the next month and the next month and the next month as if this first budget you created was going to be the measuring stick, which all other months was measured against. And it made me feel like I was failing if I needed to change things around uh, or my percentages shifted. And I just remember feeling like this just has no flexibility. There's no room for real life. And so it really is asking that fundamental wrong question and painting budget more as this computerized straitjacket than this flexible living, breathing document for you and your family. The second thing that I'm not a huge fan of is that percentages oftentimes are just very arbitrary.
1: Absolutely.
0: They can be very arbitrary. You know, let's take, for example, okay, I, it's just you and I, Jonathan, we have an income of $50,000 take-home pay. And, you know, we heard on a listicle that we should be spending about 10% of our take-home pay on food. Mm-hmm. OK, well, that that might be a little much for for two people. Um, but let's say then we had several kids or all of a sudden the percentages break. Mm-hmm. Or let's say down the road, our income uh, jumps up to three hundred thousand. I'm well, certainly I'm not going to be spending that 10% of that take home pay on food.
1: Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I hope that, not. that there, it breaks down because it's not taking into account real life. No. If if you're, you know, just for just the, the amount of that per, the percentage is an amount of some sort of an income. So what is it? Is it a very small income? Is it a very large income? Does it jump up right if you if you had maybe one person working and now both of you are working mm-hmm. making let's say just making about the same. Now do you just go spend twice as much on food? Do you right. have six meals a day? No, you don't. Or if you have that that one income and it's steady and then you start having more people in your family, you start having kids or whatever like the money you spend on food probably needs to go up a bit. Exactly. It needs to flex and move, and that means, of course, when that one moves, the other amounts in your budgets are going to change as well to make room for those changes. Mm-hmm. So it's it's not just this one percentage is going to make sense. There, it's not an arbitrary thing. Your money isn't arbitrary. Your life isn't arbitrary. Your spending decisions are rooted in the reality of. You and your family and your life.
0: In this given moment.
1: And those are totally different than you and your family and your life a year from now. And they're totally different than the family and their life even next door.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Even looking at our own budget. And we're going to get into a few of the numbers. <laughs> I went and did some research. Uh, you know, we have never created the same budget twice. That's a reality.
1: Mm-hmm. We
0: never have. Um And if we were strictly going off percentages, there's just times when we flat out wouldn't have been able to do certain things or other times we would have done things that maybe we shouldn't have done if we were going with percentages. They're just not the right north star and they're not going to be what gives you financial peace or freedom in your life. But wait a minute sometimes we do talk about percentages john
1: yes and that's because right you can you can think oh well a percentage might be really handy because it moves with you right it's not saying you should spend four hundred dollars on groceries because what if we have a lot of people what if we don't have a lot whatever oh well a percentage would kind of flex with me right well no we just talked about how it doesn't but they do they move a little bit right they move in coordination with your income And that type of a benchmark, that moving benchmark that flexes with the amount of money coming in, that percentage-based benchmark can be really helpful for two things, for being a guardrail and being a starting point.
0: Exactly. So an example of a guardrail, we will toss out um, regarding housing expenses. Mm -hmm. We typically recommend people to keep that under the 25% of their take-home pay mark. Now, if somebody is absolutely head over heels obsessed with you know, one particular house and it's going to take them to 28%, but they're an introvert and all they want to do is sit at home and be a homebody anyway, <laughs> all right, that is a decision that they can go ahead and make. But for, the most, for, the, for most people, anytime you're going to go above about a quarter of your take-home pay, you're going to have to sacrifice something else. Mm-hmm. There's opportunity costs there you're now over, like so much of your budget is going to that housing need that you're just not going to be able to let it go as far as it could in other areas. And that could hamstring you on things that you actually want to do or that you value. And so we put that benchmark in there as just a a bumper guard, right? Is that the right word? Yeah, that bumper works. Bumper guard. That works. Uh, we also will talk about percentages when it comes to saving for retirement and investing. Uh, typically, you know, we encourage people to be saving when they get to this step in their money milestones to be putting away at least 15% of their income. And the reason we say this is because that's that's a tried and fast number in the personal finance world of if you save about this much as you're in your working years, you're going to be able to maintain the same lifestyle that you've always had during the years you're not earning anymore.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And even though even that is changing nowadays, people as people continue to build different streams of income and retirement is changing, but we still are recommending that because it's just uh, a good thing for peace of mind. It's a good piece of mind. It's nice and
1: round. It's easy to remember it's, and you can implement it. Yes. And uh, and again, that's going to change, right? If you're if you're starting off a little bit later, you get some catch up to do. Maybe you up that percentage a little bit. It comes down to your life, mm-hmm. your priorities your your current situation right now, and then the other side, we and we talk about it's a good starting place for things, right? We talk about giving. Yeah, it's so important to give, to be charitable, uh, and we say, hey, you know, you hear all these different numbers thrown around, um, and you know, especially if you're coming at it from a Christian's perspective or Jewish perspective, you'll hear ten percent, the tithe. tithe. And so, okay, well, it's not some legalistic thing. It must be 10%. You know, that's when you start getting into questions as a pre-tax, as a post-tax. What do I, with 10% of what? 10% is a good starting place. Yep. If things are really tight and, you know, like you're eating every other day, maybe not 10%. Right.
0: Exactly. And... Just for, for a little bit of context here, I mean, we it, this deserves an entirely separate podcast episode. Definitely. Where we break down kind of the Old Testament laws and then the New Testament and what the church teaches actually now. We're not even going to get into
1: that. No, that's coming later. It's coming <laughs> not l- too, too much it's later. Coming but it's later. coming later.
0: We feel, though, that 10%, there was a lot of wisdom given in that number. Yeah. Um, and so we tend to say, this is a good starting point for most people. Unless, yeah, you can't keep the lights on, you can't keep food on the table and you can't drive around. You do the basic stuff. Mm-hmm. Well then you you're gonna need to pitch this up.
1: But you also see you kind of see this uh, naturally at maybe the other end of the income spectrum. You see this, you know, this I forget what they call it, the billionaire's pledge or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. You know, Bill Gates and all these other rich dudes are, you know, I'm they're gonna give away things like ninety percent or ninety-five or something crazy. Um, some really high number of their income away before they die, and it's like, well, yeah if they gave ten percent, they wouldn't even notice. They
0: wouldn't. Even and care. you
1: don't have to be a billionaire no. to not notice ten percent. Mm-hmm. You can be a pretty normal person.
0: Yeah, even somebody making like a hundred thousand dollars or a hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Maybe 10% is not gonna be enough depending on the size of their family. Mm-hmm. If you have a big family, you're gonna still feel that. If it's just you or maybe you and a spouse, well, you're probably not even gonna feel that or notice that amount being gone.
1: Mm-hmm. So, again, it's the, the, in that case, the, if it, 10% and some people you might hear, like, whoa, okay, that's a, that's a good bit. Um, it's, it breaks down. It doesn't work. Mm-hmm. It doesn't. and so, Right? Because sometimes it's going to be way too much. Other times it's going to be Not enough. hardly even near enough. And so it breaks down. It doesn't work. But it's a good starting point yep. to see, okay, let's try that on. How's it fit? We walk around, check it out in the mirror, and make some adjustments.
0: Exactly. And that's what personal finance is. It's personal. Okay, so... Let's, this is the fun part. We're going to get into some actual numbers. Um, And the point that I want to make here is that, okay, we're not just sitting here tearing down people that teach percentage-based budgeting. We're not here to just tear it down and then suggest nothing else. What we're here to do (laughs) is say, here's the case for why it just isn't enough. But here is what's enough. Prioritized-based budgeting.
1: Yes, your budget is the expression of your current priorities.
0: Yep. That's it. That's That's, it. No straitjackets, no tricks.
1: Yes, and it's to inform every spending decision you make because every spending decision you make should line up with your priorities. Mm -hmm. If you want to, you know, I don't know, say, go on this amazing vacation, take your family on an amazing vacation Mm -hmm. and it's going to cost a good bit, well, if that's your big priority, you probably shouldn't be buying an 80-inch flat screen for every room in the house.
0: Right, if that's not your priority.
1: Exactly. You've got that vacation priority. Yes,
0: it's all about making sure that when you're sitting down to give your bucks a job, that you're making sure they fund the things that matter most to you. You're not just kind of mind they're not mindlessly walking out on you here, there, targeting and Walmarting yourself to death over transactions where you have no idea what was even what even added up to that. Mm-hmm. That's the that's exactly what you don't want to be doing. And that's what happens when you don't have a budget to protect your priorities. Mm-hmm. And that's really where why we teach budgeting. We're so passionate about it. It's not that budgets are not the thing that says, oh, you have a hundred dollars, put one dollar to the thing you actually like and now $99 must go to all the lame things you hate. <laughs> and that's, you know, that's what people think when they hear the word budget. Or there'll be this um, mindset notion of like, I just want to make so much, I don't even have to budget. Mm. Which is, you know, it's, it's not understanding budgeting correctly. Mm-hmm. Because when you get this, that it's just a reflection of your priorities, and you get a chance to partner up with your dollars to send it right to the most meaningful and impactful places. That's a whole lot of fun. Then your budget is like your BFF, and you don't want to you don't want to not budget because it's such a fun reflection. And it helps you protect and focus in on the things that you really want to be doing in your life. Mm-hmm. Okay, I think I've made this point five you or six times. You talked about the reflection <laughs> and
1: from what I heard While we were about to hit record, you dove into YNAB. I did. You looked at some of the reports on our past spending. I did. And you've got some numbers to share, which I have not seen.
0: No, you haven't seen. You haven't heard. Now, you could see if you went in there and like, you know, I'm the one who does. I like to analyze data. You rank much higher on the geek out
1: spectrum than I do when it comes to finances.
0: Yes, exactly. Okay, so. Uh, Let's just take a peek at 2021. Most of 2021 was still kind of um, weird, weird. We all (laughs) thought it was going to be normal and awesome, but it was still fairly reduced, Mm. I'd say. Mm. Um, Or just, you know, it just wasn't completely normal. So that's reflected in some of our decisions with our income this last year.
1: Let's see. What so here's
0: doing. some maybe shocking. Oh boy. Shocking okay. numbers.
1: Okay. Tell uh, me. Uh
0: what did the Texaras spend on restaurants in 2021?
1: Restaurants.
0: I'll just give you the number. Okay, great.
1: $287.42. How much is How much?
0: That is in $282.42. 18, 18
1: by 11.5. Right? Yeah. No, 10.5. Because we're halfway through the 11th month. $25 a month. <laughs> That's
0: about <laughs> it. And honestly...
1: That's about a Chipotle and a half a month. Yep, <laughs> that sounds about right. That
0: sounds about right. <laughs> uh, the, but the thing is, is we just... I have food allergies. And so it just... Going out to eat is not always we don't, the most we conducive really for us. We can't really pop
1: in the drive-thru on the way home because the... There's we just... also
0: we also work from home. We work, yes. And so we're home all the There's time. There's not a lot
1: of opportunities.
0: Cooking and preparing food is one of our...
1: Jams, um, man.
0: It's one of our things. Like, it's a hobby. To actually go out to eat sometimes is more difficult to me. Yeah. I would rather stay home and make this killer dish that I know is insanely delicious mm. uh, for a fraction of the price and I'll have leftovers tomorrow mm-hmm. than go out to eat. Now... I will say we went out for an incredibly expensive dinner to celebrate oh. our book, but Wallet picked up the tab. I was gonna say
1: because that <laughs> yes, that yes, would be that much one different, would have
0: changed number. the numbers. <laughs> and um, I would
1: say this too: there have been times when we've gone to restaurants, mm-hmm. and I'd say like that, right? It was the, celebrating a big milestone in the business, yeah. or um, maybe if it was on a. Vacation. That yes, was a vacation. Expense. It was the vacation
0: budget, exactly. So, like, it, and you we'll know, get to that. So, like the T-shirt Don't you buy on you, <laughs> <laughs> the
1: The the T-shirt you buy on the vacation, we would it's put that as a vacation your, expense, yes, not my clothing, not clothing budget. Exactly. So there is some of that flex in there. And too. then there's
0: also like my parents will want to you know take us out to dinner or something. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, family so dinners. So it's not at, like
0: I never felt once. I wish I was going out to restaurants more. I never feel And that. I would
1: say even with all of that said, you think, okay, we're at one and a half Chipotles a month.
0: That's about what we like.
1: I'd say maybe there's like all that other stuff combined. Maybe one extra in other categories, restaurants a month max.
0: Yeah. So what this shows me is that the Texara's, just don't really prioritize a lot of money. It's helpful. Out to, so exactly. I, think I will you're run right. into families that will be spending eight to nine hundred dollars a month on out to eat. And they're trying to figure out a way to peel it back. And it's hard for me to relate to that because mm. I just all the things I just listed. Yeah. It's just not a reflection of our priorities. Hey, and for other people it might be. All right, let's keep going down. <laughs> this one's laughable. <laughs> oh
1: boy. What
0: is it? Date night. Okay. Oh, I feel so embarrassed. How much?
1: What? $1.34 a month.
0: Now, we only spent it, I think, on two different occasions. Like, we rented a movie and then, I don't know. But here was the reason. We had a bunch of gift cards. We did have a
1: bunch of gift cards. We were
0: gifted for, like, Christmas. Because people
1: know the things I like to do on date nights.
0: Yes. So, we've gone on dates this year. Mm -hmm. Jonathan and I date each other every Wednesday night. Every mm-hmm. Wednesday night is date night and we have gone on, um, I'd say a handful of out dates. Yes. Uh, but most of our dates tend to be at home
1: and we, yes. we kind
0: of like it that way. Well, I do because I'm a homebody. Yes, you do. And it's a Wednesday night. It's, Wednesday so it's night. So a Wednesday night. So it's
1: intentional time spent together.
0: Yeah. And we'll play a game or watch a movie or we'll sit and have a Moscow mule and dream about the future or scheme. Mm -hmm. That's one of my favorites. (laughs) But yeah, so we just don't, at this chapter in our life, prioritize the dinner and a movie dates every single week or the Mm -hmm. big soirées. We like the quiet ones at home that don't really cost a lot. Yeah. That's just a reflection of us. It doesn't mean that we're not spending that time or hanging out. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Clothing. $42. $42. <laughs> and I will say, some of this again is like we work from home. Yeah. So we're not going into an office. We, you know, we get to pick our wardrobe. Uh-huh. We oftentimes will get gifted clothes as yes. birthdays and Christmas. But I'll say, I'll
1: say too, like, my, is you talk about being a homebody and all this. Mm-hmm. I will fall into jags where i'm just like this is what i'm going to wear i got this pair of my oh, pair of pants you wear i got the same i rotate outfit. these f- five t-shirts as yep. they get dirty and get washed yep. and then maybe like the one that i alternate between like the the pullover and then the little zip up hoodie mm-hmm. and i just do that for months on end
0: and sometimes i which will spend which is my like,
1: priority sometimes I, I spend... Are, like th- that's how it lines up with what i want to do
0: right i'll spend my fun money sometimes on um sure, clothes yeah. and so it doesn't get put into the family clothing budget mm-hmm. and then the kids clothes
1: kiddos are a separate category i do
0: put that in a separate category so this is more like you and i getting mm-hmm. clothes and it just shows that yep. you and i don't tend to spend a whole lot on clothes outside of just oh the one thing we needed to go get yeah yeah so it's true anyway those are some of the shockers that's great,
1: that's great.
0: of like whoa the Texera's uh you could look at those and misinterpret and you could think oh my goodness, they have no life. Mm. They are like scorched earth doing nothing. Like, wow, what a deprivation-based lifestyle. That is not true, my friends. And I'm about to show you where the belt is loose. The belt doesn't even exist.
1: Where the pants <laughs> are falling off.
0: <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, You're
1: you hilarious. Know. <laughs> so in
0: 2021, we spent $11,000 finishing the basement.
1: That's true. We did. So maybe it was eleven thousand dollars of date night.
0: There, exactly. Because <laughs> <laughs> we hang out in the basement. You're right. You're so right.
1: Playing games, watching a movie.
0: <laughs> we spent eleven k on date night. Perfect.
1: <laughs> See, don't you feel loved? Yes. Well, and, then, and then we got the big U shaped couch. It's given us
0: good quality family time. Anyway, and the fact that we were able to do it for eleven thousand dollars, like sometimes blows my mind. Because oh, yeah. when if we would have finished it with the builder when we built, it was 25. And so the fact that we were able to pull this number off in a year when lumber went up and all the mm-hmm. things, I was impressed. But it shows that, you know, we did this and we finished it in like, what, two or three months. So cash flow was leaving rapidly mm-hmm. <laughs> for the basement yes it was finishing project. Uh, but that was one of our priorities. And so every single month we were happy to funnel that money to that project. It's true. All right. Um, I'll save. Oh boy. (laughs) No, I guess I won't. Okay. It's no shocker around here that travel is probably our number one. (laughs) It's not our number one priority. It's not our number one priority. It's not the category we spend the most in in our budget. Uh But if, as far as like lifestyle expenses, where it's just this is totally optional, we choose this one over almost any other every time and so and to some people this is going to be a relatively small number depending on their type of travel for us it's decent so in 2021 we spent fifteen thousand dollars (laughs) traveling which why are you laughing he pretended to fall on the floor now we rv travel so that represents a lot of RV a travel. A lot
1: of traveling in there. There
0: was I don't we didn't take any like traditional family vacations to you know you know if you spent uh, if you went to Disney World psh, there goes For a
1: day and a half
0: there goes half of that. Now we do have a Disney cruise baked into this, which
1: is a which chunk is it's of a, it.
0: <laughs> it's a decent chunk of this. But then the rest represented like. 15 to 20 different times we took the RV yeah, out. Yeah. And uh, we love that kind of stuff. Those That's are some the, of our best yeah. memories from Probably 2021.
1: Probably what, our anniversary
0: trip? That's in there too. That's in there. Yeah. So yeah. this is the stuff that we, we, we love spending money on this. This is where we will... Okay, so I didn't go out and buy a bunch of sweaters and new shoes, but I traveled exactly the amount that we wanted to. Mm-hmm. So, and, and again... Uh, Some people, that might be how much they spend on one trip. That's not typically what the Texaras spend. Um, But this is traveling the way we like to, how often we like to. All right. Beyond those, uh, we are setting aside 15% for that retirement, 5%. And I'm shifting now into percentages just to protect a little bit of our own.
1: Sure, sure.
0: You know, we have to have some mm-hmm. boundaries <laughs> in our work. Um, and again, we don't, these these percentages I'm just mentioning, but it's not like we say, oh, you should only save 5% mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. kids' college. But that's where we are right now, um, and that's just where we feel comfortable. About 5% is going, uh, of the last year, went to just various savings. You know, um, saving up for... Christmas, saving up for the next car, saving up for, you know, just kind of those Mm -hmm, longer mm -hmm. term saving type things that you're doing that if you don't save up for them, they just come out of thin air and bite you. Mm -hmm. And then this one, um, I was excited about, I was happy to, 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 to share this one. So generosity. Mm -hmm. So one of our not so secret secrets is that we want to keep ramping this up, um, And because, you know, our family has started a business and we adopted three times in four years, like financially, we weren't able to give more than 10% um, very often over the last couple of years. Mm It's true. Our average for 2021 is just over 12%. No kidding. Just over 12%, which doesn't seem like a lot, but I'd say most months of 2021 were that 10% mark. But then we had a few months where we were able to do like 20, 25%. And that was really fun to actually finally be having some months where we get to do things like that. Mm. And I hope that that's continued, the continued trend. That's cool. But we'll see because I looked at these uh, numbers and I compared some of them to the past.
1: Oh, okay.
0: Yes, and I, sorry, you're like, no, I'm talking. No, this is great. am yapping, yapping, and yapping. And yapping. Up.
1: This is fantastic.
0: So if I compared the 2021 budget to 2018, that was when mm. we had just come off of our third adoption in four years yeah. with a brand new business that we had no idea <laughs> what it was going to produce, you yes, know, yes, yes. or when. Uh, vacation that year, we had spent, Just $1,800 total the whole year. Mm. Most of which was a family road trip back to see your your family and grandma. Oh, yeah. Yeah, most of it was that.
1: That would be most of it, yeah.
0: That was it. So there wasn't a lot of whole extra stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, Tens of thousands went to adoption. (laughs) (laughs) Sure did. (laughs) So we didn't finish the basement and we didn't travel. And that's exactly where all that money went (laughs) that year. (laughs) Uh. And then if you went back to 2014... Like, way back in the day, pre-kids, we were spending over $1,200 a year on dates.
1: Hey. Yeah, on date
0: nights. Because we had the freedom to go out (laughs) and to enjoy ourselves. And that was a priority for us back then.
1: Hey, that's cool.
0: Yeah. We didn't have the RV. We weren't traveling. You know, it was just, it's always this ebb and this flow. And I share all these numbers more as just a, to, to show that it's all about just what your current values and priorities are. Yeah, I'm not ashamed to say this is what we spent our money on in 2021. We're clear on what our priorities are right now. Mm-hmm. And our budget was like a, looking in a mirror at those discussions that you and I yeah. had.
1: It, let me ask you a couple questions. Yeah. Um, looking back at that 2014 mm-hmm. world, and you don't have all the numbers in front of you, but we've no, got some of them, right? Do you feel... There we yeah travel definitely wasn't there where it is now. Do you feel like you were just stuck in our condo all the time, or a no. townhouse and couldn't go anywhere? No. Do you feel that you now we spent almost a hundred times on date night then than we did this last year? Mm-hmm. Did you do you feel one percent of the love? that you felt back then
0: no i feel like we didn't know each other back then <laughs> now it's the there's you know so much more
1: yeah so even with these these numbers changing it's yeah. not it, it's not always measured right up against each other mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. what we were doing right. at the moment context the the, the 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 life situation yeah the context of it all filters into these decisions these spending decisions in your life and if we just did straight percentages, if it was, there's so much percentage on dates and so this percentage on travel or whatever. This
0: percentage on groceries.
1: We'd probably be failing it then and now. Mm-hmm. We would feel like wrecks. We would be totally unhappy. Our money would be we wouldn't have enough to do what we want to do or we'd have a ton of it sitting there either getting wasted because we felt like we had to spend that much or we didn't spend it, but it's supposed to be for that. So there it is. Now it's just not doing anything. Right. It would have been a mess.
0: You're not attached to it or connected to it. Mm -hmm. It keeps it a layer away from you. And I think that that's people, you know, will often say like, well, if you do the percentages, it makes sure you do it. But that just assumes that you're just some schmuck idiot who can't follow a plan and so the computer has to give you harsh numbers and then you just plot out and live by what the computer's telling you mm-hmm. and that is what makes personal finance soul-sucking that is what makes it something not fun and then it cre- it spits out at you some budget that you don't even want you don't even want to have anything to do with it when your budget is a mirror back to you of your current values and priorities in the context of your life in present day, then you love that budget. It's so fun to actually sit down with the budget and to see what you get to inch towards this month, what you get to accomplish. That's the fun stuff. That's the fun stuff. So that's why percentages just aren't enough.
1: Nope, you have to look at your life, what's going on, what are your priorities right now, and then that is how you make your budgeting decisions.
0: mm mm-hmm. Bada bing, bada boom.
1: Bada budget.
0: <laughs> and if you are hearing this and you're thinking, gosh, I want to learn more about how do I budget and how do I save? How do I kind of live the practicals of, you know, really putting into place a plan for my finances? Join us at a free training that we have over at walletwin.com slash webinar. Thank you, Jonathan. You knew I was going <laughs> to brain fart that, that URL. Uh, join us at walletwin.com slash webinar. And we have a free training where we kind of talk over these fundamentals and then share our WalletWin method of how we've been able to, over the years, build a financial game plan that sets us up for financial peace now and financial freedom for the long term. So join us over there. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode. And until next time, bye for now. Thanks for joining us today. You can learn more about this show and the Wallowin program at wallowin.com.
1: Music in this episode's from Dylan Gardner. Listen to his new album, Almost Real, on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your music. See you next week.